You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Body to Ring Post Radio, the only show where um, you know, even if even if there is like nothing happening in wrestling, we're still in the show. But when like legit everything happens in wrestling, we're here. We're gonna cover it. We're gonna talk about it as much as we can in our, our limited time slot. So I'm Ryan Knightsey. I'm joined as always by Scotty. Scotty, uh, do you have anything quick to say before we get right into it? Because boy, howdy, what a week. Not the best week for me to be late. Uh, <laughs> uh, just have the adrenaline in my soul. Um, something about a pirate. And I like wrestling. All right. Got it all in. Beautiful. Beautiful. Something beautiful. about a pirate. I couldn't think of anything for a pirate. <laughs> Ahoy, Métis. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a big week like it's such a it was such a big show that we started cutting topics from the show like that's that's, that's how big last because it, it just got more it just got bigger and bigger last week we cut two yeah a news item and a complete preview so what was the other news item oh well no one cares about that news item <laughs> shout out to swerve versus leo rush though baby yeah i'm gonna oh yeah I, we were gonna talk about terminus but that we cut that from the show because i'm oh, going to terminus I again to t- i got to talk about that though so that's okay yes that i'm that that match that's the match that yeah. seems like the match uh i gotta look back at though the i do see everyone on twitter be like please be a regular match please don't ruin it with the uh rules <laughs> i mean i think it's gonna be i mean because that's to me that's the most interesting thing and that's like what is draws me about terminus because that's what gresham can do is he knows how to do like just do your stuff within the parameters of the rules don't become yeah. a technical wrestler just do your shit within the rules get your shit in you know just that's, re- yeah that's just gonna wrestle. be swerve's first televised match yeah it is and i'm gonna be there baby so it's exciting get ready uh, assuming, I guess he doesn't have like a match this Wednesday on Dynamite. By the way, he's going by every single name in every single promotion he's in. Oh, really? He swerved the realist in Terminus. He's Shane Strickland in New Japan, right? Place that he showed up. I was going to not spoil it because I don't know. Actually, it's just New Japan. It's strong. No one cares enough. Yeah, New Japan. Shane Strickland. That match isn't coming um, out for like another five months. So yeah, but it probably rules. Um, yeah, so. Good for him. He's, yeah, he's he's good. He is very good. Um, he's probably gonna go to AEW. I saw. Yeah, it's like him, Jeff Hardy, Mojo Rawley, Murphy. All of a sudden, oh, okay. My, my, did you did you did you did you fucking say Mojo Rawley? Probably on a dark match. I don't get hyped. I stay hyped. Well, we got a big show for for everyone today. Uh, we're gonna review or preview Stardom Cinderella Journey coming up. That's gonna be happening on the twenty third, I believe, this week. Uh, we're gonna correct. we're gonna review Impact No Surrender, which took place last night. Pretty good show, gotta say. Pretty good show. We'll talk more about it. Uh, and of course, there was two. Well, there's many nights of the New Japan Golden Series, but there were yeah. two noteworthy nights that we'll talk about as well. I have a question for you. You have a, oh, you have a question for me. Do you have adrenaline in your soul? 
I tend to have adrenaline in my soul. Are you um, only smoking mirrors? I'm. I, uh, I do have the mustache, kind of. That's true. That's true. I do, but you don't have the undashing mask. No, no, I don't have a. I don't have a paper bag over my head. That would have been the Maybe bit. You right? dyed your hair blonde. Yeah. Oh, that's what I should have done for this episode. Well, uh, I don't know. I assume you're alluding to the big news that Stone Cold Steve Austin will be wrestling at WrestleMania. <laughs> that was also news this week. My God, it's been a long week. It, yeah, that had that broke like last Sunday after we recorded. Was like, oh yeah, Stone Cold's going to be at WrestleMania. Uh, probably fighting Kevin Owens coming out of retirement. I, I don't Anyone? know. I, I, like, there's many. I have many concerns, questions, whys to that news. Uh, I don't know if that's like news we have to fully talk about, but I do want to say I don't think it's happening. You don't think it's happening? I don't think he wrestles a match. I think he gets physical. But I don't think he wrestles a match. I think it, if anything, it's going to be like, it's like Eric Rowan versus The Rock. That's what I was going to say. I think if anything, it's going to be to the extent of Rowan versus Rock, where it was like th- two, three minutes or whatever it was, like a, like a match that ultimately doesn't matter. It was, it was actually 15 seconds. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to it's probably going to be like a stunner. And then that's it. I doubt it. I mean, even then, like this guy should be really doing stutters. I remember him being like, I did a stunner on Xavier Woods at WrestleMania and that hurt me so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was, that was like time. that was like what ten years ago or something? That felt like forever. WrestleMania thirty two, six. Six years six ago. Years I was close. Close you round up, I was close. Last time in Dallas. Last time in Dallas. Of course he's gonna sell it. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna make an appearance. Whether it's an actual full blown match, I doubt it. I doubt he's getting ten minutes in the ring with Owens. Um, All right, Ryan, we gotta talk about it. <laughs> we just gotta we have so much to talk about today we have to talk about the big one uh yeah so what was it monday tuesday 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 yeah tuesday note news broke if you're well i don't know i don't know why i'm giving much of a preface this is sunday and <laughs> this news has been out all week if you're living in iraq if you're listening to the show you pretty much have heard the news cody rhodes uh, has officially left AEW, uh, or rather, he has uh, did not re-sign a new contract. He's been working on a handshake deal for a while now, and uh, did not was able not able to sign a new contract with AEW, um, and so he is a free agent. He is effectively a free agent, uh, able to go anywhere. There is the expectation, obviously, that he's going to go to WWE because honestly, where else would he be able to go? Uh, obviously, everyone else will take him, but no one will give him that that million dollar contract that he's probably would be searching for um and yeah and you know just more and more news broke out from there you know we have the thank yous from everybody there is the initial days of denial of whether just figuring out if this is work uh or not but as the days went on it just became more and more real that oh yeah he's just gone you know there's you know loss of booking power in 2020 uh or t- was it 20- 2019 going into 2020 um that really affected him you know obviously you know there's the whole evp drama that seemed to have gotten better at the end there um but uh, ultimately uh didn't seem that fruitful and then uh, there's the omega interview with Meltzer that talked about how just his vision seemed to be completely different but speaking about how cody just seemed to be unhappy uh, in the company, not what he wanted it to be. Uh, 
And now there's that. And then, like, late last night, he, like, tweet uh, Instagram out a, a thing saying, like, this is what retirement looks like with a picture of his dog and his baby. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, hold on. Now is he retired? What <laughs> What is happening? Yeah. It's just yeah. been a big, big week of Cody Rhodes news. So, Scotty, what after after it all, thinking it over for, like, a whole week, what's your takeaway? What's What are you thinking about this this news? I don't find much of it as shocking as a lot of other people do. And I think, you know, as time has gone on, some people are starting to like understand as more news pops out. But my entire thing with this is Cody. Cody's always been a guy that, you know, he needs to prove everyone wrong and himself right you know he believes in himself more than anyone which is good you know that's good as a human being you should always do that but i always had this part of me that depending on how aw went depending on how his career went in aew he was always going to want to go back he there's part of him and you could tell just by his personality that needs to prove himself in WWE. There's still wrestlers out there that feel that way, believe it or not. There's yeah. not as many, but a lot of wrestlers still feel they need to make it in the one, especially if they've been there before. And Cody's entire career before leaving was WWE. That's where he started. That's where he trained. That's where he pretty much grew up. Because, you know, by then, Dusty was pretty much in uh, WWE by then, um, more full-time. So I don't find that too shocking. And if you look back into Cody's AEW run, a lot changed after he lost the title to Darby. A lot changed. In his entire career, the way he was used, everything changed. One, he started to get booed again. Uh, or slowly his reactions went from the baby face. The ace of the like, company. Yeah, he was the ace, the baby face. He, everything about him. And you, you never would have thought we would end up where we are now. But after that loss to Darby, if you look at his pay-per-view matches, if you look at all of his storylines, he did a whole lot of nothing. He did a whole lot of nothing. Um, so last year at Revolution, I don't even know what he did. That's the, the thing. I have no clue what he did off the top of my head. Double or nothing, he fights Anthony Agogo after feuding with the factory. Um, all Out. Was he even on All Out? Uh, I'm looking into it now. Uh, I don't think he was on All Out. He, oh, that was 2019. He, no, he was not. He, he was only on the first All Out. He wasn't on the other two. Yeah, the, right. He yeah. missed those. And then at um, no, oh, no, no gear, full gear, he was. Full, he gear, was 20, full, gear. full gear 2020 was the TNT title match with Darby. Yeah. Um, the revolution was the face of the revolution ladder match where he, oh, right. or when he weirdly left it for whatever reason. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Uh, then Double or Nothing was Anthony Agogo. Yeah, which, no offense, but that was a waste. Um, and then Agogo did not benefit from it. Uh, and then no all out or anything, but then go right. to full gear with Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Andrade and Malachi. There you go. There you go. That I think that sums up how dramatically Cody has changed because he started to do a little more of the Hollywood stuff. He was doing the big show. He had his own show. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes you sit there and think, okay, so was this just was this just happening the whole time? Because, you know, during it, you're like, okay, maybe, you know, he's just taking a back seat for now. He was on top for a while. But clearly, I, I, by the sounds of it, by what it looks like, based off of his booking alone, I'm pretty sure he's been unhappy for a very long time. And, you know, him and the EVPs, which are just the elite, I think a lot of people have, you know, there's been reports for a while now that they did not get along anymore, especially Cody and Kenny, it sounds like, more than anyone else. But to be clear, it's not like they hated each other. It was just just like, oh, yeah, we're professional. We're not like friends. Yeah, right, right. Which at one point they were friends. Like, let's be serious here. There's a reason when they left Ring of Honor, they said, we go together no matter what. All of us as a package deal. That was the elite's thing. If you read the Young Bucks book, the last person to say yes to AEW was Cody Rhodes. Yeah. They needed him to say yes because you know where he was considering going back to, improving and being comfortable. That was WWE. He considered that when he was getting that big money deal. That's why this isn't as shocking. And the unfortunate part, I think, is we never got heel Cody Rhodes and AEW. If we're looking at just as a booking base, as what he could have done, heel Cody Rhodes could have done a lot in AEW. Heel Cody Rhodes is the best version of him everywhere but AEW, which I find very funny. He was good as a heel in WWE. He was a great heel in Ring of Honor. He was a solid heel in New Japan. He never got to that point. And the fact that we are here on February 20th, 2022, talking about the fact that three years later, Cody Rhodes is probably going back to WWE, probably going to have a match on WrestleMania. That's still kind of crazy. Even if you... Even if we have sat here for a whole week and thought, okay, well, some of this makes sense. It's crazy. And it's exciting. I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I'm pretty excited about the whole idea of this. Yeah, me too. And and I think we have to I, – I don't know if you agree with me on this. I don't think AEW needed him anymore. No, it, no. it, it became the thing at a certain point where I don't know – I don't know exactly the ter- the point where he was no longer needed because he's, you know, and it, well, to be fair, he was still drawing. He was still selling tickets. He was still drawing ratings. He is still a valuable asset to have on the show. He's still helpful. He's still putting people over. He's incredibly valuable asset. But in terms of like the ace, in terms of being that guy, 
I don't know exactly when it was. Maybe it was like when Punk came in, when Danielson came in. It felt like once those those type of guys started coming in, then Cody just fell more and more. And it wasn't just like on that. It was just in his own Cody verse booking where, you know, because he's putting us over this other talent, he's losing these matches against Sammy and Darby and Malachi and Andrade because he's trying to put them all over. Right. So at a certain point, he was no longer needed despite being ultimately a valuable asset for a, being a money drawing money drawing star yeah uh it's he was so important to AEW in its first year like i i, I don't want to overlook that he was very important to them because if you look at that original roster it was Kenny, the Bucks, Cody, Hangman, and Jericho. That was the that was the draw of it all. It yeah. was them. Yeah. And Cody, like we've been saying, he was more over than any of them as a baby face. I still, Hangman was nowhere close. I still have fond memories of that of that Cody Rhodes Jericho match buildup with Cody Rhodes coming that cutting that insanely great promo mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring that I believe that was the reveal of like, I'm not, ch- if I lose this, I'm never challenging again, which yeah. to, to an extent was great. It was a great idea, but also in hindsight, uh, you know, deterred the amount of things he can do on the roster. Yeah. You know, I, there was just, there's been like discussion online about like, you know, Cody, uh, kind of hurt himself doing the Cody verse thing because, you know, it, it limited the amount of booking he can do. Uh, and mm-hmm. plus, he wanted he he I think had fun putting people over like that. But in the yeah. same breath, we we missed out on all those matches of like Adam Cole, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Danielson, etc., 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 because he they're in the world title picture. Cody isn't. So why 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 should we see this match ex- ex- except just for seeing it? And he just he didn't want to go heel. He did not want to go heel in AEW. Now, do I think that if he were to debut on Monday Night Raw tomorrow, he would potentially be willing to be a heel? Probably. You know why? He's going to pay a lot more money. He doesn't care. (laughs) You and I talked about this over Slack, where it was just like, so it looks like it comes down to, you know, because he can obviously, you know, him and AEW can come to some sort of agreement, obviously. But it looks like it came down to like, well, do I want just a little bit more creative freedom? Because no matter what, he's not getting any booking power. You know, right. unless he's taking right. over NXT, which I doubt. Uh, no, not happening. He's not going to get any, like, booking power at all. Maybe a little bit of himself. Like, he can probably put have a say in the room, but ultimately, no. And it's going to be the same boat with... with you know, it's not going to be any different than what it was with a with AEW, where you, maybe you have some creative control, but ultimately going to do the thing. He's not going to be able to cut his own promos. He's going to have more creative freedoms in AEW. However, he's easily going to get another like two million dollars, probably at least per year per year on his contract. <laughs> so, you know, it's the other thing. I mean, there, it, there's one thing for the bags. There's another thing for like morals and all that stuff. Like. You know, I don't I don't know what it's really hard because he's a wrestler, right? I don't know where Cody feels about all these things, but it does definitely feel like 
a betrayal to the AEW audience of like, he's going back to like that. The part of I'm thinking about going to WWE is the, the whole thing about feeling like a betrayal. You know, we have years and years of him like dogging on them, despite still respecting the company. And like you said, I agree, probably wanting to go back, but at the same breath, like Cody, like Kenny Omega said on the Meltzer interview, he was the guy pushing this anti WWE sentiment. He was the guy moving that 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 flagship yeah. towards the towards the line of just, you know, screw this other company. We're the better one. We're different. We're better. And this is why we're better. Uh and then going back to the other company, it's just like, okay, well, is that all hollow? Is that all matter? Do you care about that at all? You know, it's just the whole thing. It's well, like it's 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 all this stuff that's like uh, you know, Stabbing in the back that he's, what's the word? Yeah. You know, crapping on himself, I guess. One thing that I've seen, you know, as the week has gone on, especially after the Kenny interview, is, you know, people posting, like, BTE BTE skits of, like, them making fun of WWE. And I'm like, I do think it's different. Um, That wasn't, that wasn't elite young box Kenny versus WWE that was we're just going to make fun of them because we can I think it's I think there is a difference Cody did have the and I don't think it was a bad thing that Cody had this I think it did drive AEW and I think it did actually help more than anything is having part of that mentality that we can be better we will be better is not a bad thing I think a lot of people are ready to you know kind of just turn on Cody because he's leaving and he's He's seemingly gone. Yeah. But I I kind of just want to say, like, he was very important, and he will always be important to this company. He'll probably go back one day, one way or the other. Um, I know a lot of people think he might somewhere down the road maybe try to create his own promotion or be part of management in, his, in a promotion or something like that because – Let's let's just be honest here, everybody. There is no one that wants to be Dusty Rhodes more than Cody Rhodes. It's just true. That is the career that Cody Rhodes wants for himself, and it's a good career to want to have. Dusty Rhodes is a legend. But it's the truth. We've seen Cody do a lot of things that are in memory of his dad. And that's perfectly fine. He is the former NWA world champion. That was his entire story for all in. And it was a cool moment. Now he's going to go back to WWE. He's going to try to prove himself there. Something that Dusty tried to do at one time. He tried to prove himself there after being a big star elsewhere. Well, he's built, Do I think he was a big that, star elsewhere for a very long time. Yeah. But he did go to WWE, and yeah. you know he didn't have that same success. It's de- it's definitely different because Cody does not have the accolades or a lot of the things that Dusty had. But I think Cody is. This is probably gonna like get me attacked by old people, but Cody's just as important in a lot of different ways to wrestling. Oh, as Dusty. One hundred percent. I don't. I can see. What you're, I can see what you're trying to say. Cody, ultimately, is the catalyst to all of this. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, we don't have AEW without Cody Rhodes. 
he cut that promo, which, you know, is basically what we're trying to allude to of him being like, you know, CM Punk did all this stuff, but I did it. He's not wrong. You know, right. he's not wrong. Cody Rhodes did leave the WWE. He did tour the indies and wrestled a bunch of people. He did go to Ring of Honor, become the champion. He did become the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. He did go to New Japan, became a U.S. champion multiple times, uh, and did all this. Did all this stuff uh, in New Japan. Joined the Bullet Club, expanded the Bullet Club brand. Start made the largest independent wrestling show of all time with all in or all out, all in, whatever it's called, of all, all in. in. Uh, Gets me every time. <laughs> which then brought out in uh, brought out TK, saw that was a viable option, and then created this company. You know, he, yeah. you know, the Young Bucks and Omega were certainly going to do it, but at one point in time, they were also going to go to WWE. It was either WWE or going on a limb and try this company with them, with, t- with Tony Khan. You know, like, like it's, you know, it, it like, if Cody wasn't there, then I don't know how... How much of the like the extent height of all of it? I don't know what the height of all of this would have been. I don't know yeah. if all in would have all in probably could have happened, but I don't know if it could have been the at the biggest it ever was. You know, that was a Cody tweet. That was Cody betting on himself and betting on what they could do. And I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Kenny and the Young Bucks. Let's let's be yeah. serious here. The reason this all worked is because. They had them. Those two, those three, mm-hmm. were the biggest stars outside of WWE in a very long time. Yeah, it's just it's just true. And who knows where they are right now if Cody's not in this mix at all? You know, they're probably still in New Japan or Ring of Honor or something. That's where they probably are. They no, they probably would have been WWE. Their contracts would have come up, and they would have gotten WWE offers like they did. I only and they probably would have gone there. Don't know about that because All In never happens, and I think All In did so much because it gave the idea that they could sell out a building. Yeah, in the U.S. that big. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because Kenny wasn't over here. Kenny wasn't over here. Kenny wasn't doing much in the United States. He would, you know, appear on a Ring of Honor show once in a while, but he was all New Japan. So I I think without Cody, you'd never really know where these does WWE sound right, probably, if they wanted to, you know, just kind of have that, you know, have the um money for the rest of their lives. That's definitely viable. It's definitely believable. But I guess we really would never know because All In changed a lot in professional wrestling. It changed a lot. And it's just so interesting to look back on because now Cody's gone. As far as we know, he is gone. He's Mm -hmm. probably in WWE, probably is signing on the dotted line. Um, And good for him i mean here's here's how, here's what i hope i hope cody gets everything he wants in wwe i hope he gets that world title reign that he wants in wwe let's be honest here that's what he wants sure he wants to say he was wwe champion or no one ever wants to say they're universal champion but you know what i mean like they want to have that world title reign in wwe and we have to also be honest with the, ourselves. He has a six-month six window 
to prove what he's worth. Um, it does sound like from all reports that Vince McMahon's very happy that he's getting Cody. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he got one. He got one. He got one yeah. of the EVPs. If you're WWE, that's a no-brainer signing. Like 100%. Yeah. I, like if I was WWE, like, of course, of course we're signing this guy. I, give him all the money. I don't care. He is one of the people that is like the pillars of AEW, as it were, in the creation of the company. The true pillars, yeah. Yeah. 100% I'm taking this guy. <laughs> like, without, No question. Give him all the money in the bank. I don't care. And I think you book him. I think you book him well. Like, you know, w, we can make fun of WWE. People did, had great time doing it yesterday. Um, you know, because of pay per view that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is probably me being dumb. You know, because you never know with WWE. But I do think Cody's going to have a lot of success in the next coming months. I do. Um, I think. I give it a six month window because there is a point that Vince McMahon gets bored with you unless your name is Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or you're one of the top women on the roster. If you if you look at the WrestleMania backlash um, poster, for example, their biggest stars are on that. It's Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks. Yeah. That's just the truth. Those are your biggest stars. And I would say, I would say, like Charlotte Flair is last on that list. I'd <laughs> like, probably put Bianca Belair over her, truthfully. But you know, she wasn't in the title picture yet at the time that they released the poster. Sure, so, sure. Whatever. And Sasha Banks is, you know, she has her own name outside of WWE. Yeah. But the, but that's the, that's the whole point. Cody has a real chance to be one of the top male stars now in this promotion in this company. Yeah. Very quickly because Cody's a smart a guy. You look at the roster there. You look. You watch the Royal Rumble. See that there is practically no one. Uh, he can easily yep. walk in. Now, are you confident that WWE can pull it off? Nope. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I'm, not, I'm confident I, that Cody has something in his deal that if he doesn't like it, he leaves. Oh yeah, got that classic Rey Mysterio contract where it's uh, after six months. You know, if I don't like yep. it, I'll leave. Which the Young Bucks were offered that when they were uh, getting contracted by uh, Triple H. Yeah, I, I, I would love that. I would love that contract. And then because then Cody Rhodes just uh, stays in WWE for six months and then he leaves and goes back to AEW. Because because after you know, assuming he does a WWE run, which I think more than likely is a lock. Uh, you know, hit after the WWE run, if it's only there for like six months or two years or whatever. AEW is going to call him back up and be like, "All right, buddy, let's 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 have you in." Um, I do think it's very interesting, like the money aspect for AEW about like yeah. you know because presumably they don't have enough money. There was like a report saying from a report from Wrestling Observer saying that there is a high end uh, WWE wrestler that was like they were offered an AEW contract and they and they don't think that AEW will ever be able to. Or that contract that they were offered, whatever. They don't think they'll ever be able to hit the highest of contract offers WWE can offer, which is totally true. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but I was I'm thinking to myself like watching like you know Brand- Danielson and CM Punk coming in, like the report saying that Jericho and CM Punk are the highest paid wrestlers in AEW. You know, seeing all this stuff and, and Cody probably being like, "Hey, I want part of that pie as well." 
which right. you know I don't blame him. I also don't blame TK for not giving him the whole pie because as far as as far as we know, Cody well, there's the whole other aspect that Cody is also an executive of the company. So we have an executive of the company leaving. Yeah. Um but because he's no longer like the booker does he really need to get that EVP money? Really? Like why don't you just pay him as a wrestler? Yeah. But then that also makes me concerned for Omega and the Young Bucks at the end of their contract extension. And then there's also the other thing of... I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine, too. (laughs) They're Uh, more important. No offense, but they are more important. Can I also just bring this up real quick? Because I've been thinking about this a lot. It's nothing really to do with anything. It's it's maybe kind of a diss, but I think it's a fair diss. Um, Cody does not have the ace title anymore in AEW, right? You know, he hasn't had it for a while. But I think Cody has more value in the company to me as a fan than Chris Jericho. Well, yeah. But we gave Chris Jericho the contract extension, the last contract extension, and not Cody. I'm saying Mm -hmm. if I was TK, I would have flipped it. I would have yeah. I would have let Jericho walk if he wanted to, give him a different deal, uh, if he wanted yeah. to, and then give the extension to Cody. I think Cody, despite all everything that in the company, I think he has way more value in the company than Chris Jericho has. I I, I the same points we made at Cody Rhodes currently, saying, absolutely. Yeah, the same points we made at Back Cody when Rhodes. When they started, that, different. Yeah, the points about how uh, Jericho or Cody isn't someone that like is important, you know, he's not, he's making stars, whatever Jericho it's Jericho has gotten to the point of like also just being kind of annoying on the show, <laughs> but he, but both guys, were, both guys were draws. So it's like, to me, it's like, if I, to me, it almost came down to like, do I pick Jericho or Cody? And I would have picked Cody to stay yeah. if I was TK. Well, the report of the highest paid was Chris Jericho and CM Punk. Yeah. That was a report this week. And one, one, I'm in agreement with you. I think if you look at both of them, I enjoyed, uh, uh, at least as of the last couple weeks, months, whatever, I enjoyed when Cody was on the show for the most part. Yeah. Every time Chris Jericho's on the show, I kind of want to shut it off. Like, he he's legitimately bringing it down. And I think Tony Khan needs to know that Chris Jericho is going to go back to WWE and retire. Like, that's yeah. happening. That's it, just, it's the truth. And it should happen. That's what should happen. He should not end his career in AEW. No offense. It's but just, him going back to WWE hurts AEW less than I think Cody going to WWE. It sure does. It sure does. But Chris Jericho probably doesn't get in many fights with them or anything. And, and that's, probably, that's the truth. That's probably the difference. That's probably the difference Co- right there. The million, dollar, the million dollar difference. Cody's 36 years old. He's still got, he's right in his prime. He has a lot of good years left if he wants to. And yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely in agreement with you. Um, I have this last point that we can move on. Of course. Sure. Is if you look at the AW roster right now, right. They had all out, maybe the best pay-per-view ever. Mm-hmm. For the AEW, one of the best ever overall in wrestling. Cody didn't touch that show. No. Cody was an afterthought. Cody wasn't thought of on that show. 
He was not. He was not part of it. But if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the birth of his daughter? Yeah, I believe. So. Uh birth of his daughter. And I think he was away taping. I'll look. I'm gonna look into that. Or the next. Big but he was, show But you're right. He, ultimately, he wasn't on the show. He wasn't on the show. And what they managed to do was get people talking, get people into it. He was the bad part of Full Gear. That match was useless. Let's be serious here. That tag match was nothing. It was bad. No one cared about it. It's a bad match. We have reached the point in AEW where they don't need Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes doesn't need them. That's why this has happened. Think of all the baby faces on AEW right now, Ryan, that are or have gone above Cody Rhodes in the past year. Heyman Page, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Like, do you want to talk about a guy that's just, you know, kind of used AEW to the best of his ability by just being him? John Mox. That pop from last Wednesday for Eddie Kingston. Maybe like unbelievable. I went back and it, I watched it a few times and I was like, this is one of the biggest pops like <laughs> we've seen in a very long time. Like debut or not, doesn't matter. Yeah. This was massive. Uh, but look, I just named four right there that I think are, you know, just far and away above Cody right now. And there's so many others. There is the Pillars, Darby Allen. There's Jungle Boy, who people love. Mm-hmm. The, the entire roster right now is stacked. Let's just be serious. And I'll add Wardlow. In, Wardlow. I'll add into there is that, you know, look at the amount of people that uh, have signed or are planning to sign with the company since, you know, kind of the news broke out, right? Keith Lee. You know, Nick Wayne, you know, that's a, pro- a prospect, but Nick Wayne, uh, Swerve, Buddy Matthews, Jeff Hardy, you know, at the same breath of I would have taken Cody Rhodes over Jericho. I mean, you know, either way, you got five people coming into your roster by kicking off someone, one person's Jeff contract. Jeff one of your biggest baby faces. That's yeah. Jeff Hardy. Swerve is going to be a big baby face. Swerve can also play heel. Uh, Nick Wayne is a huge prospect. Buddy Matthews is going to be a great addition to uh, House of Torture, whatever it is. House of Black. <laughs> House of Torture. Uh, oh, let's put Buddy Matthews in hot, right? Well, I mean, before, that's what we need. That's ultimately what we need. Before we move on, I just uh, wanted to bring up one more point. Sure, sure, sure. It's it'll a huge news story. I don't blame you, man. It's, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the Cody guys. On the roster, who do you define as the Cody guys? Like Preston Vance, uh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. He's a big Cody guy. Big Cody guy. MJF. And I think MJF will be fine, but I think those, you know, he'll he's not leaving anytime soon. Um, Are you concerned at all about Cody being an executive going to WWE? No, (laughs) I don't really look at the EVP thing much. I don't. Because, like, it hasn't mattered. They've been very adamant, like, in every report we've seen. Being an EVP is just the title. Kind of like when Triple H made that uh, joke once upon a time. Like, you know, just because you have the title doesn't mean anything. Well, it 
turned out not to mean anything. Well, uh, the, the concern I would have is that he was still there at the inception. Like, I wonder. The question is like, how much does he know? Like, doesn't he doesn't have like you didn't have like the power necessarily, but like uh, he might know like commercial like commercial deals and TV contract deals and and contract price deals with all the wrestlers. I don't think that's something Cody would just spew out. And I think especially over the last couple months he probably knows a lot less than uh we're probably he's just he seems to be have pushed out of the bubble yeah and i think everyone was i think this is all tk now you know when it comes to booking when it comes to those types of deals it just seems like it's a tk thing now yeah and it should be let's be honest it should be a tk thing it shouldn't be a top roster members know these types of things like i'm i'm sure cm punk doesn't give a shit <laughs> like, yeah. he's probably like, i'm here i don't i don't care yeah um, and even if even if it was like the top roster members you know cody omega bucks like booking stuff along with tk at some point they were gonna you know either leave the company or uh <laughs> or just like retire and then it'll eventually just become tk <laughs> so it's like this is yeah. all headed in this direction right and uh that's why it's okay that I think he's taken over overall. Yeah. And it, it, it's been a good show. It's, a fun it's, been topic. A, it's been a good show for, for dynamite for several years. So I, you yeah. know, am I upset about it? No. I mean, he's been I mean, doing a good job. Ryan, two weeks ago was one of the best dynamites ever. Last again. week, like this past week, this past week was, was really good. good. Yeah. This past week was again, very strong. Cody wasn't on them. Like, I think they're going to be okay. AEW is going to be fine. AEW is going to be 100% Cody, fine. I think it's more so will Cody be okay, and I, I, I don't know, so we'll just have to wait and see. But nice big story. Um, It's definitely not a swerve for those who thought it, who like to, you know, is it a swerve? No, I don't think it's a swerve. I think. I, I'll be honest. I was the guy in, like, the work camp at the very beginning. Ultimately, and to be fair, that that work camp at the very beginning for a lot of people is the first stage of grief. You know, it was a lot of <laughs> denial. Uh, so like that's that's really what the work outcry was, was people just be like, there's no way this is true. Because to me, the big like red flag was going to WWE. I was like, there's no way that part of it is true. I can see him not renewing a contract, but going to WWE. What the hell are you talking about? And then you think about it and you're like, OK, that's really the only place he could go if he wanted to go anywhere. It's just at the very beginning, you know, because at the very beginning, there was all these other like red flags. You know, there's the Sammy Guevara vlog bit. There's the uh, uh, oh, the the EVPs were getting better along. You know, there's all this other stuff that, you know, this is how much money they make. You know, there's all these other things that are like that eventually been red flags. But as time proceeds, it doesn't look like it is much of anything. And then this also the, the recent retirement <laughs> Instagram post is very much like another red flag of like. What is this? What does this mean? I do think he wants to retire from the ring before like the age of 45. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he spends his last couple of years. It'll be really interesting to see what he does in his next chapter, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Cody Rhodes, how about that? He continues to make news. And this is, of course, this is one of the biggest news bites in a very long time. How what how much what percentage of a lock do you think Cody Rhodes in WWE is? Ninety five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like 75, 80. 
I think I can see. I think he's pretty locked in. Yeah. Um. Well, there we go. I don't go. think he leaves unless he has that deal. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's definitely like he's going. If he doesn't get like the massive amount of money, then I don't. I don't know. I mean, he could easily yeah. still come back to AEW. I mean, because here's the thing: like, what if you know this is all real and all this stuff? But what if uh, Cody Rhodes returns face of the Revolution ladder match? Boom! Huge news item. Huge news story. Right? That would blow uh, your no. socks off. He doesn't. He doesn't fit the bill. Sorry. No, he's not a hoss. But what if he? What he, if he comes back as a hoss? What if in these couple of weeks he just puts on a bunch of weight, puts on a bunch of gains, <laughs> hoss battle in the ladder cage? That's nothing. Is ladder cage something? Maybe is that a match? Um, no. <sighs> Could be. Well, look. Well, or he just stays small. And maybe gets a little bit smaller because the nope, hosses nope. need He's someone. Not well, the hosses need someone to throw someone around. All right, Ray Phoenix exists. That's true. That's true. Um, well, let's move on. Uh, there was also another, uh, along with the Stone Cold news, I guess, another big return to the ring coming up over on the other side of the sea. Um, stardom. As officially revealed their mystery gal, it happened to be Kyrie, former Kyrie Hojo, Kyrie Sane uh, from WWE is back in stardom just as Kyrie. Um, Scotty, you have been ecstatic uh, all weekend about Kyrie's return, not only to wrestling, but to stardom. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, if anyone has watched Kyrie Sane, you have no idea how good Kyrie is at wrestling. You don't. She was very good as Kyrie Shane. But when she was Kyrie Hojo, she was one of the best. And this is huge because how many times, right, Ryan, do you see a wrestler of pretty, you know, notable name go to WWE? And they'll go back to their much smaller promotion that is now growing. They're becoming a major big promotion. This is very yeah. unique because yeah. a lot of the time you'll get like, I don't know, say EC3, you know, he goes to Impact, bets on himself, does really well, goes back to WWE, gets released, goes back. Kyrie didn't get released. Like and everyone needs to know that Kyrie did not get released. She were she stayed there. She's all nice words about WWE because they let her go home. Mm-hmm. Let her go home and her just contract. her contract ran out. <laughs> they let her go home. And now, and now she is going back to if AEW is the hottest company in the world, Kyrie's going back to the number two hottest company in the world. And she's joining a roster that just had one of the best years a all-women's promotion has had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And she, the the beauty of all this is she's wrestled like three people on this current roster. Yeah. And now she's not only back, but she's in the mix. Yeah. They took 16 minutes, Ryan, to put her into the mix. Of mm-hmm. this roster, she already feels like a roster member. Uh, she has multiple anyone, multiple matches lined up already. Yeah, she's got her entire Ria Goku Sumo Hall show, and 
her being there only helps stardom. Yeah. There is a lot of fans that know Kyrie from her WWE days. One, they have no idea about her uh, stardom days. They just probably have never seen them. International, bring international star bringing more eyes to stardom. That at the end of the day, that is what's happening. This is this is the second biggest person you can bring in. Oh, sorry. I think I think the second part number one because Io Shirai is at one at one point she was star, um, but the excitement is she's gonna have matches she's never had before. She's seemingly going back to. We'll see how full time it is. I don't know if she's going to be on every house show, but she's back. This isn't a all right. I'm gonna wrestle this one show, then go off into the sunset. And I'm happy she's going to be able to go off into the sunset in the right promotion in her own way, rather than just being attacked by Bailey in the middle of the performance center. With no fans, like that was that was something that you know I think I, I think that's part of why I'm so excited. Alone, is she gets to finish it her own way. Uh, yeah. She's in the shape of her life. If anyone hasn't seen the pictures, those she guns, is, dude. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, is what happens when you open your own gym. Uh, she is absolutely jacked out of her mind. Yeah, um, she plus like a she year, has her first match plus like a year or two of healing. Yeah, you know, which is big time for her. She has a lot of miles, you know. She may not have many years, but those starter matches she was having, if you watch them, you're like, oh, I understand why you took retirement instead. Yeah. Like, she, when she wrestles in stardom, she goes all in. And she already has a match. She already has her first match. That's how long they took. And she's facing, <laughs> she's facing Tam. Nakano Unagi Sayaka, because you know Unagi's gonna assess over here. Uh, Unagi, by the way, played stupid. She had no idea what WWE was when Kyrie said it. She was like, "I don't know what that is." The um, the, the Tomohiro Ishii effect. I don't yes. know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know, and it's it's just exciting. It's so much of it is exciting, and yeah. It's like the it's the opposite of the Cody thing. Like Cody's leaving, and that was the big news. The big news here is Kyrie is. This is a big power move for Stardom that they were able to bring in Kyrie. Yeah, because let's let's remember Kenny Omega said if AEW had their first pick for the women's division, it would have been Kyrie. Yeah, but she you know she wants to be back in Japan mm-hmm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. but the fact that they were able to bring her back probably give her a boatload of money still, you know, she's probably paid very well and she's going to only just help this roster grow. You know, Kyrie's coming in and you're telling Kyrie's me that coming- uh, AEW when uh borders open and COVID is at least better, probably maybe in the summer, um, AEW is not going to shove a boatload of cash Kyrie's way <laughs> to be like, Hey, I don't think she will. What? No, just, just be like, hey, face. show up once. One match. Face, oh, maybe. face I, uh, I don't know, Brit. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Bea Priestley was on AEW and she was uh, yeah. World of Stardom Champions, so you never know. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker yeah. and Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa and Kyrie. Why not? 
I, I mean, I forgot to add uh, Kyrie, by the way, is teaming with Mayu Iwatani at that first show, uh, which, you know, personal reasons aside, that it's the most exciting possible thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, single matches are great and all, but we'll get those. We'll get those. Um, it, it's just, it's just, it's so exciting. Yeah. Plus the continue. Star, Star the, made the move. Plus the continued expansion of stardom. You know, you bring in, you bring in Kyrie, uh, who's now who's an international well-known name. There's other former people from stardom that you can bring in that are going to bring in that international flavor. You can bring in Tony Storm. I know Scotty isn't necessarily hot about it, but she is now a bigger name. And also she used to work in stardom. So I could easily, they could easily bring her in. If you try eventually, uh, gets out of her contract, they, she can come over. Um, there's the, the hottest free agent. You can also sign from AEW. Brandy Rhodes is also available. So you can Shut bring up. her in to stardom. Former stardom talent. You can bring her in. Um, so these, these are all things are possible and more. The reason stardom is so popular mm-hmm. and so on fire right now is because they don't have bad gaijins in the on the roster. I'm not kidding. Oh, like, I mean, they got rid of all, the COVID kind of got rid of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's allowed them to have to trust what they have. Yeah, and what they have is amazing. It's it's weird that Tecla. it's weird that Stardom. Yeah, that's true. Tecla is amazing. Uh, it's weird that like Stardom is able to achieve that so perfectly, whereas another company for a very long time, New Japan, has been had a deal with their own roster. And it's just like ah, nothing's nothing's quite working with these guys. I don't know what it is. Except for the last two nights, Scotty, because the last two nights were outstanding, That's weren't true. they? I mean, the last two nights were of Golden Series. Holy crap, dude. What great... It, New Japan back? Is New Japan back? I, I left the main event of, I guess, technically today, even though I did not go to bed before I watched it. I, I did not know how early it was on. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, New Japan's on now? Like, usually they don't start to, like, 4 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. And the show was over before three thirty, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I walked away from the main event. I was like, I think, I think the new Japan we all love is like, it's, it's, it's almost, it's almost back. Oh, almost, oh, <laughs> almost, because you still have to work through the limited roster and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but, but. Japan has opened its borders, I saw this week, so that's a start. And did you hear did you miss this announcement? The New Japan Cup? New Japan Cup. Oh, yeah, the 48. 48 <laughs> participants right. of the New Japan Cup. If I have never seen a bigger yeah, announcement. Six roster members. Yeah. I've right never now. seen a bigger announcement <laughs> of 100% we're bringing in outside talent for this thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there's the possibilities are there. You got AEW talent, you got Impact talent, you got strong talent, you got NOAA talent, All Japan talent. I think I saw somewhere that All Japan and New Japan are finally doing a show soon. Yeah, they're doing a 50th anniversary show. So you can bring All Japan, New, New Japan, NOAA, Strong, AEW, Impact. I don't know. I don't, MLW, who gives a shit? Let's bring them all in for this, for this, for this thing. Let's bring in juniors. Let's bring in Leo Rush. Why not? You know, let's just bring in everybody, you know? Why not? I, I mean, still, they, could, they could easily just have juniors in the show, I guess. And I still up too, think but. Jay White won't be in it. <laughs> 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 like, I saw the announcement. I was like, I have no hope that Jay White's going to be in this. But, we'll get to but him too. a lot of great wrestlers are going to be in this. 
Um, it, how disappointed would he be if no non-Japanese talent are in it? I think Osprey's a lock, so I'll be. I'll be. Fine. Uh, then I'll rephrase it. How upsetting would he be if no, if American talent were in it, were not in it? <sighs> if you don't see anyone from Strong, you don't see anyone from AEW, even Impact, even MLW, even I don't know NWA, like any other thing. Yeah. How upset would he be um, if he saw none of them in New Japan Cup? I think I'd be mildly upset. I mean. There's a lot of talent in Japan. If they're going to work with other people, that will make this work. I mean, Go Shiozaki in the New Japan Cup. Uh, losing first round? <laughs> losing first round? Probably. To, losing first you round just to evil? Put him against someone good if you want to, to do that. If, they want, if, if no one wants him to keep losing, you just do that. Yeah. Um, you know, he could actually be in the New Japan Cup and lose first round. Yeah. I never thought about that. Like, but he could totally do like that. against Shingo. And like no one would bat an eye. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, like cool." Um, it's exciting though. Like we're not even talking about the actual wrestling that just happened for New Japan, and they still have their cracks. Like not every show from top to bottom is good. No, and that's because they're expanding them as much as they can from all, as many tickets as they can, which is fine. Yeah, but we said it when wrestle kingdom happened if you combine these those two shows and just make one super card it's a great show mm-hmm. and that's really how new japan's been working as of late um 48 people it's exciting it's very exciting you know you have i mean we're gonna know we're gonna know by the end of today yeah pretty much is it end of like, today or is it end of tomorrow well they said it was tomorrow but like tomorrow in japan is now so <laughs> <laughs> like tomorrow in Japan is in eight minutes, I think. Um, tomorrow so. in Japan is the fun, is now is the best phrase of that to me. That's the quote of the week. Tomorrow yeah, in Japan is now. But oh man, it's just it's so exciting. Like New Japan has gone to the point where they're like, okay, we're struggling here. Okay, we gave Okada the title. Step one, nailed it. Awesome, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, step two. Let's work with everybody again. Let's stop being, you know, all about us and there's nobody else. Let's just do this. Working. It's working. It's creating buzz. It's creating excitement. New Japan Cup is one of my favorite events of the year in wrestling. Yeah. I love tournaments, so that, you know, helps. I talked about this last but, week, too. It's like the event that brings me back in the New Japan after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And last year's New Japan Cup was great. Yeah. And they didn't have their full – well, they had Jay and they had – Finley. Osprey, but I mean, David Finley went to the freaking semifinals and it was great. Like the whole entire thing was great. Um, it was not 48 people, but it was, <laughs> it was great. It's going to be a long uh, ass thing. <laughs> oh, I looked at, I looked at the events. There are a lot of new Japan cup shows and I'm like, well, they're not going to have like a road to new Japan cup final show in this. So these are all like tournament matches, um, which they have to clearly stretch out, seeing there will be 24 first round matchups. There are uh, 12, oh, sorry, my mistake, 15 nights of New Japan Cup uh, spanning. Uh, that's by far the most ever. The, oh my God, spanning practically the entire March. For them, the entire March. It is literally March is the anniversary event on the 1st of March. Then from the 2nd to the 27th, all New Japan Cup. 
The only other non New Japan Cup happening in between that is a strong taping. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, All it it is it is New Japan March Madness season, baby. Get those is. brackets ready. Get We're the madness do going next week. I'm assuming we get the full bracket, Ooh, right? You're right. We'll Not probably just participants. Uh, we'll probably uh, yes. Probably. I mean, there's I'm gonna a, print one out. I'm gonna fill it out, and we're gonna go through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a whiteboard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be real in depth with it. I'm gonna, gonna do be like that uh, picture uh, picture of like Charlie Day. He's like, <laughs> where he's like pointing <laughs> at the thing. Uh, well, let's talk about New Japan Golden Series. Obviously, they had two great nights uh, for the past two nights. Uh, I didn't watch the fifteenth night, which was the uh, one this morning for us, uh, but Scotty has. Eesh. But I did watch last night. Well, the beer, the bad thing is I did watch it, so I was late to the show. <laughs> it, it happens, it happens. No worries, Scotty. Uh, so let's talk about New Japan Golden Series Night 14. A bunch of tag matches. Did you watch any of the tag matches? No. Well, let's never. get let's get into the title matches, which was the most important stuff on the card, which was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match. It became a four-way. I believe. What I was we gonna say I woke up to this, and there was two other teams. Yeah, I, we previewed this last week, and it was two teams, and now it's four. And the winners of this match were not even announced a week ago. Uh, those were the team of six or nine: Master Wato and Rusuke Taguchi defeating El Fantasma, Taiji Ishimori, Robbie Eagles, Tiger Mask, and Nell Desperado and Yoshinobu Kamanamaru. I, I got it in there. Yeah. Uh, I like that New Japan is doing this with the juniors because, listen, the junior division is very exciting right now. But if if you put a bunch of tag teams in there that are going to do crazy shit, probably going to get a good match. That's what you got here. Yeah. Uh, Risuki Taguchi is now the 69th IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion and the 69th IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Master Wato gets his first title of his career, mm-hmm. which is, I think, pretty deserving after what he's been doing as of late. And it continues his build. I think having learning from Taguchi is not a bad uh, place to learn. You know, Taguchi has a long, um, has a long successful career in. That's not the only. That's not the only thing. That's not the only thing. It's all right. That's enough. What man? <laughs> too early. Too early to be this blue. A little bit, uh, but he's he's got a successful career. Master Wato learned. From Speaking him. of blue, Master Wato, <laughs> he is blue. Yeah, uh, but yeah, cool, awesome. I think Mister Master Wato looked good in here. I mean, to be fair, it was like a lucha style tag match where every, there was no tags whatsoever. People just came Fits. in and out, uh, and there was eight people in it, so a lot of hide in Wato. But the stuff that he did in there was very good. Uh, I I thought everything in there was very strong. Tiger Mask. Boy, howdy, Tiger Mask. Just outstanding still. Can you believe it? Just very, very good at what he does. Um, the year of the Tiger, isn't it? Probably. Um, I think it is. And just a lot of good exchanges all around. I mean, there's nothing that really like stuck out to me, but no. everyone did an outstanding stuff. The, the What was it? The Robbie Eagles, Hurricane El Rana. Fantasmo, Hurricane Rana into the crowd of people yeah. was very strong. Um but yeah, no, that's in the United States. Oh, my mistake, my mistake, my mistake. Uh, okay. But this was, yeah, it was a very good match. Sure. I really enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah, I like. I think adding two more teams definitely made it far more. I was 
not going to watch it if it was just the two teams. But I saw that it became a cluster, and I was like, ah, well, we all have a nice cluster. Yeah, it's 100%. Um, next up was the IWGP tag team match. It was uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeating House of Torture to retain those titles. I thought this was very good. Uh, not as good as the the four-way, uh, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, what I did like about this the most is, or is, was that um, uh, Yoshiashi and Goto and all of Chaos of Yo and Ishii there not putting up with Evil and Yujiro's BS. You know, it started off that yeah. Lumberjack match, and here it just continued. Like, having, did you watch that Lumberjack match? I did watch that Lumberjack match. I thought it was pretty good as well. Evil wrestles. He can. He can. Who, who, who would have thought well. They went Haas, and who doesn't love a little Haas? But that's also what works great, and I think that's what New Japan's realized here with, with Chaos and, and uh, House of Torture, is that, you know, House of Torture needs to be fought back. Yeah. Like like in like in the match, it needs to be fought back. So and just because doing the Togo and show constant nonsense is is tiring. But if you f- get Ishii and Yo to come in there and fight back, it helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. It's something different, something new. It can uh, ha- we can focus more on the uh, evil uh, Ishii or Goto Yoshihashi tag, you know, sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news for everyone besides like Tanahashi and Ibushi is that they're in a faction, so they should always have help. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, yeah, the match was pretty good. Um, no, like, point that I need to like sing praises about. I think it was just you know solid. Um, evil can work mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I think him and Yudro do work well together when they actually work together <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't happen that much but yeah uh, I, I enjoyed it yeah it was fine uh, i think goto and yoshihashi now that they're past the house of torture is gonna have a hopefully a nice little rain here yeah it definitely feels like on these the three nights of the lumberjack match this tag match and then the next night's uh six man definitely feels like i think definitely feels like we're past house of torture Moving well, on to we have else. the New Japan Cup now, so that's true. So they'll probably do Goto versus Yujiro and Evil versus Yoshihashi, yeah. and, yeah, and two so. different two different spots. Well, there's Ishii too, so Ishii versus Dick Togo. Dick to go. Dick. Excuse me. Can I have my Dick to go? <laughs> Um, and your main event of course was the IWGP US heavyweight title match Sonata defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi in sub 30 uh, to become the uh, new US heavyweight champion and get his first ever singles title in New Japan in New Japan Japan. he has singles titles but not in New Japan which is crazy by the way Um, I won Really, really liked this match. I thought this was the best Sonata match in since maybe that uh, G1 final yeah. against uh, Ibushi, which was 2020, I believe. 2020 sounds right. Sounds right. Um, uh, I think that was it was probably his best match since then. Uh, and you know he's in there with Tanahashi, so like Tanahashi's a master. Um, yeah. But 
I thought the way they worked the technical um, part of the match at the beginning of you know with the arms and stuff and it, how it translated to the end was fantastic. I mean, Tanahashi's still hitting an aces high from the fucking top rope down to the floor. Mm-hmm. Picture perfect, by the way. Um, dude's just, uh, he's just, he's, he's different breed. Um, but, I, lo- I know, love, I love the, uh, the transition spot of the dragon sleeper into the, um, uh, skull this, end back and yeah, forth. I was like, was I, I was like, I like this. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little tired of it. But then Tanahashi did the perfect thing of oh the um twi- turning it into a twist and shout yeah and then yeah, another twist and shout true. then Sonata tries to reverse that with like a slingshot suplex but he gets the slingshot yeah. but then Tanahashi turns it back again into a twist and shout oh it was a great that was, sequence that was just good wrestling right there um I love the fact that they could not hit the their finishes yeah you know, like. Tanahashi kept going for that high fly flow, and the last one he just hit the mat, and Sonata was able to roll him over, get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for Sonata, man! Like he's watched Evil, Tetsuya Naito, and Shingo Takagi all win the world title, and I think Naito's not as shocking, but yeah, Sonata has been. St- at one point, say you know three or four years ago, I think everyone looked at him. He's like, okay, you know, he's gonna win the world title sooner rather than later, right? And not only has he not won the world title, he hasn't won anything <laughs> singles wise. Now he has the U.S. title, which is the equivalent of the IC title back then. You know, it's it's in that it's, spot now. It's, I don't think it's quite there yet, but it's definitely no, getting but it's, there. It's on the road. They have to, you know, keep building it up. But when you have, you know, Tanahashi holding it, you kind of have the idea that this is the next title to get to that level. And I think it's the right choice. I think it's better than having the never title be that because I think this you just look at this belt and you're like see that makes sense yeah no offense to the never title but it's just not nearly as good looking yeah Um, which matters a lot to me Um, and and Tanahashi was a good transitional champion because he can work the style he can he can do the gnarly extreme match where he goes from you know gets it off of Lance Archer brings it over to the states loses it to kenta wins it back in a deadly contest and then does a wrestling match and he's like okay let's start making it an icy title sort of situation let's start yeah. doing that oh man tanahashi i i, I mean i want to give more credit to sonata because it was a really good work match by him he actually had that fire you look for in him yeah He's starting to get it, baby. He's took yeah, him long yeah. enough. I feel like we've been well, talking about true. it for like six well, years. The thing about Sonata is, right, you see him have these matches where he's like, oh, this is this is the Sonata. And then the next match he'll have is like, oh, this is Sonata. Yeah. And you're like, what is what is happening? Because I've I've liked Sonata for a long time, but I'll admit, like, there are many inconsistencies. And it's funny because that's like the Master Watto story where he's like, you know, he could show signs of like greatness. And then he's like, I think that's more of Sonata's story than anything else. Like it, it, it takes a little bit to get out of him, but once he does it, he has a great match. And uh, I mean, 
again, you know, having Tanahashi in there just Helps. it does the world of good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's forty five years old, but he is still one of the best. Oh yeah, Tanahashi's go very ace, good. go ace, baby. Also, congrats, Sonata. Yeah, long time coming. The title looks great on him, by the way. Random thing. <laughs> I looked at, it, I was like, man, it fits. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm not, you know, you know this. I'm not the the biggest Sonata guy. Uh, I'm very happy that he got this title. I'm very happy that we're starting to transition the U.S. title into an icy sort of yeah. title position, mid card title position. Um, High higher mid card. Yes, I, I'm I interested to see where we go from here. You know mm-hmm. what the next couple matches are. Will we get Sonata at Windy City Riot? Um, yeah, that's that's the that was the most interesting part to me. Tanahashi losing it because I thought for sure he was going to be on that show. <laughs> me too. I mean, I'm sure he's still going to be on that show, but now I'm like Sonata. Who will Sonata challenge? Let's do Sonata. I don't know. Fred Rosser, baby. Uh, let's do it. Um, I don't know. That should be good. That's, he's a good match. That's probably still. Gonna I heard Fred Rosser versus uh, Gabe Kid was nice this week. On, yeah, uh, strong. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, because that was the strong that had uh, also Jay Lethal and uh, Jay White. Yes, the, the, the good Jay and the bad Jay. Yes, the the terminus situation, <laughs> the match that yeah. ruined the terminus card. <laughs> you say ruin, I say helped. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. That cut, that show was terrible. <laughs> hard, hard to tell. Hard to tell. <laughs> hard to kill. Sorry, that's just no. That's the, it back. To, actually, what we're going to be talking about is no surrender. But not yet. We're going to talk about New Japan Night 15 of Golden Series, the finale night. I only Golden watched Series. one match. You only watched the one that's, match. Okay. Well, that's all I need. Well, then very quickly, do you want the spoilers? Do you care at all? I do not give a shit. Okay. I'll probably never watch it. House of <laughs> House of Torture retained the never six man titles. There we go. So that means uh, House of Torture versus Chaos in this sort of three-night feud of Lumberjack tag, a six-tag. Uh, House of Torture, two and one. There you go, baby. House of Torture. And then the dog cage match. New Japan King of Pro Wrestling title. I already know who won. <sighs> Tor- Toriyana wins. Defeats you know why I knew that was going to happen? Why is that? Do you know why? why is uh, that? Because... Because Minoru Suzuki said, I'm going back to the United States. Goodbye. Just bring the KOP title over with you. You're telling me we can't have fun <laughs> fun over here? Have fun matches over here? Why not? I think you'll have fun anyways. That would be great. Because then he could propose like crazy matches. And then he could put the title on the line at Bloodsport in like a Pancrest match. <laughs> now you're going to just randomly get like. Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston instead. So. Ah, great. Now I'm going to get <laughs> Minoru Suzuki versus with, Eddie Kingston. With, with oh. no stupid cup to ruin it. Ah, oh, man. I wanted to see them in, I don't know, some sort of, I don't know, baby bib match. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> both men oh. wear a baby bib and diapers to the <laughs> ring. First one to poop their pants wins. Remind me never to make you a promoter. <laughs> Uh, but of course, the main event, the one that's being talked about today, IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match, Kazuchika Okada retains against Tetsuyo Naito, sub-30. Man, there's, uh, they made a clapping crowd 
feel like the loudest fucking crowd last uh, yesterday. And it, when you put Okada and Naito together, you should only expect greatness. You shouldn't expect anything less. Mm-hmm. But the way they worked this match, man, like, you know, they did the feeling out, feeling each other out. You know, there was some money clip in there. But a lot of it was necessary, you know, action, high paced, top. Big moves. There was one point there was a DDT Okada hit where Naito was standing on top of his head on the apron, and then he fell. And then Okada proceeded to do the hanging DDT to the outside right after. Um, That was great. And, I mean, they had the near fall of near falls, Ryan. The near falls of near falls. Uh, Naito hit a – he hit a Destino. And then this motherfucker goes, you know what? Power slam, Stardust press time. And he hit it! (laughs) Oh, man. He hit it. And it's it's great. It's just, it's so great. It's, I don't know if it, it's, it's probably not my match of the year, but it's up there. Ooh. And I I don't know if it was really? the excitement of watching it live. Maybe that has to do with it. I think watching it live, yeah. going in unspoiled without anything is really it's better. Yeah. It's better. Sure. Like you watch that Stardust press and you're, you know, I jumped out of my chair. Like I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And like I knew, I knew, you know, we knew Naito wasn't winning. Yeah. But man, he's so good at making you think he might. And uh I don't know how many times we're gonna get these two together again. So yeah, I'm just gonna appreciate when we do. Um because they've wrestled now eleven total times in singles action. Mm-hmm. Um, and Okada now has the lead, six to five. But you know, we know Naito's on his final legs. But you know, I quite, quite literally, yeah. <laughs> I will never get mad at this guy for wearing a T-shirt and going fifty percent in his tag matches. Yeah, because it's when you put him in this type of match that he goes all out, and you just uh, yeah. Love I, it. I rather I rather have. Uh, 50% Naito in tag matches that no one's watching uh, versus 75% Naito in the main event. You know, does that make sense? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that's so that's a good point. We got, I promise you, you got 100% Naito in this one. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that match. I, I've heard, I've only heard rave reviews online. I've only heard, obviously, your rave review here. Like, I just can't wait. And then now we got the anniversary event around the corner of Okada versus Desperado. El Desperado, baby, which should also re- be a great match. I made the pitch that they change the rules of heavyweight versus junior heavyweight. Mm-hmm. It's the 50th anniversary show. You just should have said, fuck it. And you should have did Okada versus Tanahashi. That is your 50. That is your 50 years. No offense to, you know, all the years before they showed up. But that is your that is like your defining feud. That is your defining match. 
how many do you have left? I don't know. They're probably going to save it for Dominion or the random Tokyo Dome show they have this year. They're going <laughs> to save it for one of the two, and that's fine. Yeah. But why not? Like, I mean, you know, Okada versus Desperado should be pretty good. I'm not going to put oh – man, Okada's – Okada's back, It does – <laughs> it does ne- – doesn't that match feel like there should be some like some sort of angle after the match is over? Like we're like, you know, Okada's obviously winning that match. 50th anniversary. You need something. Surely something's gonna happen, right? He's something juicy. You don't want you don't want just like Oh, I, beat I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great match. I mean, that's not my complaint. My 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 thing is like New Japan Cup around the corner. Maybe we get some English, after. some strong guys <laughs> coming in. Uh, yeah, I, the day after, uh, some strong guys coming in. Maybe I don't know. Osprey, maybe you know. Jay White. Jay White would be great. Oh man, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. I, I've seen two Jay White matches this week. I'm gonna watch a third probably later today. Mm-hmm. Fucking miss that dude. <laughs> He's great. He's great. I he had oh man. Watching Jay White wrestle not in New Japan made me realize how tall Jay White is. Yeah. He's also a lot skinnier now. Yeah. It feels like it. Either like, that or the, the TV or the people he's wrestling against. Like I saw him standing next to Carl Anderson and I was like, holy crap, Jay White's tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's great. It's great. He's great. And I mean, Jay White had your match of the year last year, so you should be wanting him back more than anyone. One hundred percent, I want him back. I think he's an outstanding I think wrestler. Wants him back though, yeah, uh, he's a very different wrestler from everyone else. Yes, I thought he worked two very good matches. He is a great wrestler because he provides a a wildly different match from the rest of the card. Not wildly different, but a, a different match from the rest of the card, and and that's part part of the reason why everyone's missing the the non Japanese talent is. Not only, you know, you get different names and see different people, but they provide something different to the card in terms of wrestling match style. You know, bringing Moxley in is way different than anyone else. Bringing White in is way different than anybody else. Bringing Osprey in is different. You know, the, you know, seeing these guys, we want to see these different kind of match styles because at the end of the day, a lot of these guys have all been trained by the same person uh, and I want to see something different. Switchblade. But Okada Very Naito, good. I can't wait to see that. Oh, uh, you're gonna love it. How I many, didn't wanna can you can you reveal to us? Can you reveal to us how many stars? Four and three quarters. Ooh, I might have went a little could, higher. Couldn't quite couldn't quite get there. No, but couldn't I probably went a little higher than most. I think it well, you have to remember I had just worked an eight hour shift and I was in the middle of watching Impact, and then I went right to this, and I was like, okay. Here we go, baby. So much better. (laughs) Um, And then I watched it live. So I I do think watching it live and experiencing all those goods, like I I really wish I didn't tell you about the Stardust Press. I really wish I didn't say it. Like as soon as I said it, I wish I took it back because, I mean, that's fucking awesome. But, I mean, you know who won. Don't worry. I'll forget. I'll forget. It takes away from... I mean, you knowing who won definitely takes away from it a little bit, but it's still great. What What are you doing? I'm trying to forget. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, you'll probably 
I'm guessing you go for a quarter. All right. Four and a quarter? I'm going to low on it? <laughs> it's going, ah, well, that's pretty well, great, pretty great. Four, I've seen mostly four and a half, four and a quarter. saw a few fives. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, not watching it live. What if, and, I, what if I told you I recently watched the match and rated it four and a half stars? You already watched it? I didn't watch that match. There was a different match that I rated recently. Four and a half stars. From this past week? From this past week. Let's move on to our next topic. Impact No Surrender. Uh, It better not be from this fucking show. (laughs) uh, I assume neither of us watched the countdown show, so we're just going to skip right over it. Not a shot. Uh, How much of the show did did you watch? I did watch a lot. I watched the first match, second match, third match. Saw the angle after G.O.D. and uh, Good Brothers. Uh-huh. Refused to watch Mickey James and Tasha Steeles because I'm so against Mickey James for some reason that I was like, nope. And I already know you're going to beat Tasha Steele, so I don't want to see it. Sure. Uh, I skipped something else, too. Moose and Morrissey? No, I watched that. That that slapped. Did you skip? Uh, Big Boys. Cardona Grace? No, I watched that too. <laughs> did you watch the main event? Honor no more. I did. I did. I was rattled when that was the main event. Moose has yet to main event a um, pay per view since winning the title. Well, let's start. Let's start with the main event. Honor no more. Uh, defeats Kenny. The team of Honor no more: Kenny King, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent defeat Chris Sabin, Rhino, Rich Swan, Steve Macklin, and Willie Mack. When K-I-N-G King, thank you. Uh, I missed my bit. Um, when Eddie Edwards, who was originally going to be on this match for Team Impact, uh, came out of nowhere and turned on his Impact brothers, uh, and joined up with Honor No More. He was the guy letting in them through in the back door, not Gresham, not Ian Riccoboni. It was Eddie Edwards. You almost said Eddie Kingston, didn't I- you? I forgot his name. I actually wasn't going to say Eddie uh, at all. I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> For a half a second, I was like, ah, what was it? So, yeah. So, what did you think of this match? And what did you think of the I, angle I thought, following? I thought the match was pretty crazy. Yeah. A lot of crazy shit going on. You know, yeah, it's a yeah. big cluster. You get five on five. So, hard to follow everything. But I thought it was really entertaining. I thought the angle was perfect. Because yes. if you pay attention to... Well, one, Eddie Edwards has been boring as shit for, like, years now. Yes. As this, like, good guy with the kendo stick. So this was great for him. He, They tried uh, to make him Impact's ace. Never worked. Never worked. No. Finally, they turn him, and finally it's a different sort of edge that can be given to him. Yeah. Um, the If you know who Eddie Edwards is and where he began, this does make a lot of sense of the whole I'm siding with Ring of Honor type mm-hmm thing Uh, for years yeah so i thought that was a pretty cool way to go with it and he absolutely obliterated everyone with that damn kendo stick so that was cool uh i like the angle i like the angle a lot i mean this show was you know another good pay-per-view-ish show by impact Mm -hmm. which i'll give credit where credit's due um i thought this was definitely i think i thought the whole entire thing was a home run yeah, I thought this entire show was really good. Uh, I thought this main event was really good, honestly. Um, 
I thought um, the the swerve. You know, it, it was the second swerve of the night in terms of like betrayal stuff, so it didn't quite hit as hard for me. Um, but in terms of that's true. <laughs> uh, but in terms of some of interesting stuff, this I think this turn was more interesting in terms of the impact viewership than, of course, the Jay White God one. Um, you know, just basically based on the impact faithful alone. Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. Sorry. The crowd was super into it. Uh, I thought this match was pretty good. Like I said, this doubt now means I don't know more. I can stay in the promotion. I have to imagine that we're going to get an element of this match. I don't know in what fashion over at the Ring of Honor show in April, yeah. the Supercard show. Um, I don't know yeah. what it means. Maybe we'll see Eddie Edwards back in Ring of Honor. That could be something. Maybe, maybe if Ring of Honor is no longer doing contracts, maybe we pick up a guy that's been on the yeah. indies for a bit that doesn't want to sign a contract. Eddie Edwards versus uh, Chris Saban makes a lot of sense for a Ring of Honor show. Or let's heighten the stakes. Make it a tag match. I like steak. Make it a tag match. I don't think anyone said let's heighten the stakes and say let's make it a tag. <laughs> well, you're saying Eddie Edwards versus Chris Saban, and I say what if we did American Wolves versus Motor City Machine Guns? Uh, I raised the stakes. <laughs> you were lying. Oh, that'd be amazing. I would love that. I would love that so much. If the of Honor is not doing contracts, we can 100% do that match. And Alex Shelley can do that. Alex Shelley would totally do that. Davey Richards would, I think, would do that. They've been teaming already on the indies. Yeah, just pro wrestling revolver for some reason. Only pro wrestling revolver. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, buying what you're selling. Uh, I'm uh I don't have any other things. <laughs> I it I think it's perfect. I think it would be perfect. I think it would be a nice sort of return right, of Ring of Honor history. You can't say anything's perfect with impact. We gotta be careful here. They haven't had something perfect in a long time. Speaking of perfect, Moose versus W Horse. <laughs> Did that break you? <laughs> Did that break you? She's good. Yeah, it was a good match. I thought, I, I mean, it, it wasn't a bad match by any means. I thought it was good. <laughs> it, I was, the, it was a Haas match. I like the table spot, the Urinagi through the table. It was a Goldberg match. It wasn't a Haas match. It was a Goldberg uh, that match. Might be true. They hit three moves each. That might be true, actually. <laughs> be true. Big boot, spear, big boot, spear, powerbomb, spear, chop, powerbomb, <laughs> chop, slap, powerbomb, spear. It's over. <laughs> I speared you. I enjoyed you. it though. I had a good time. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, like I said, I like the Uranagi through the table. Uh, I thought that was a good. W spot. Morrissey, good. W, w Morrissey should have won. I I'm glad you picked up on that spot about how Moose has not main evented anything since he's held the title. Yeah, you fucking mid motherfucker. <laughs> I've never seen a guy le- <laughs> who needs that title less in Impact than Moose. Moose. He is. He is. I have no idea who's going to beat him now because the guy that we all thought left. So. That is not only left the company, is gone. Now, and I thought W. Morrissey would have been the perfect person to beat him. I think W. Morrissey would actually be great with this title. Sucks to suck, Ryan. And now I'm sitting here like, well, 
Who the hell? Like, it's like the thing of, you know. I'm Matt Taven. He's going to be Impact World Champion. This might be a very strange comparison, but bear with me here. Okay. Moose having the title is a lot like Trevor Murdoch having the NWA title in the sense. Oh, my God. In the, in, <laughs> stay, stay with me. Stay with me. Moose. <laughs> stay with me. In the sense that with them having the title and looking at the rest no of the cares. roster, you're like, I have no idea who's going to take this title. It feels like no one on the current roster is going to take the title off of Moose if it's well, not in the the right person beat Trevor Murdoch, so I'm going to hope the right person beats Moose. Yeah. Uh, and by that, you mean PCO. Oh. <laughs> you mean Vincent. Let me give a quick prediction of who beats. Sure. Sure, sure. Do you, do you think if anyone that's on the roster, do you think uh, who can? Uh, take it shouldn't be me? someone in the opening match, but it won't be from this show because all four of them are fucking awesome. Uh, I have no fucking clue. I'm not going to give you a prediction. What about, what about Jay White? I literally asked you last week, Jay White won the world title. And you told me no. <laughs> okay. Well. So do, I'm asking you the question then. Do you think Jay White? No, I, 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 I don't think, but I hope that uh, that new Japan Cup announcement tomorrow says J. Dot White in say, one of the slots. It's gonna say M. Dot Mickey James versus Tasha Steeles for the Impact Knockouts title match. You said you didn't watch the match. I did. No, I don't fucking watch Mickey James matches anymore. They're always a letdown. It was. It was. It, this was hardcore this was. country. Dance. I'm mid as fuck. I'm not a legend. That you kind of that kind of became down kingdom by down straight. You know, he said, you know, adrenaline in my soul. Sorry. Um, it was a, it was a pretty good match. Uh, nothing nothing to write home about. Um, you know, it was. 10 minutes of kind of like slow stuff. Um, Tasha is not entirely there yet. I think Mickey James is pretty good, but it, you're right that it's like she's lately had more disappointments than hits. Um, so I, well, I don't think I'm here to worth. say that mm-hmm. a different company is, has the right champion of it with an impact star. Diana, Diana defended her title on the show. I was going to say, I was like, you got to rephrase that she, completely. Yeah, I know. She should just have the Impact Knockouts title still. Um, well, yeah, I, I think, however, this all is, uh, sure. this is all just going to lead towards, you know, I talked about this last week. Uh, they're basically setting up, starting to set up the Mickey James versus Chelsea Green feud. Uh, That's a fucking nightmare. So they're starting with them being friends, but at some point... That's truly a nightmare. Chelsea Green's going to be obsessive over no, Mickey James. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. what's up? That is a fucking nightmare. Masha Slamovich is right there! Hardcore country! Down Let's just move on. The Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, defeat and retain the uh, Impact Homes at IWGP, the Impact World Tag Team titles against G.O.D., Tamatanga, and Tonga Loa. <sighs> this, match, like the, this match was exactly the same as the Mickey James-Tasha Steeles match. It was perfectly okay. 
perfectly good. But and what matters is the end. Yeah, what matters was the end. Uh, there was a lot of nonsense. Hey. Uh, a lot of a lot of fine matches. Fine match. Chris Bay comes out, distracts the referee. Uh, but uh, Tangaloa is like basically confused as why Chris Bay is there. Huh, that, the fuck? So he's distracting the referee, but not seemingly for God. He's unconfused about it. We all think, oh, they're trying to distract to help him out. Uh, God then get attacked by the Good Brothers. More distraction stuff happens on the outside. Chris Bay is like, I'm sorry, I meant to help you. Jay White comes out of nowhere, hits the Blade Runner on Tamatonga, lays him out. The Good Brothers go back in the ring, hit the Magic Killer, win the match, retain the titles. Uh, the Good Brothers, Chris Bay, and Jay White stand on top of G.O.D. at the end. And not only do they stand on top, but they don't do the the two-sweet under thing. They're just full-on two-sweet over yeah. the heads, OG two-sweet. Impact uh, got a perfect... Um, they got a perfect view of Jay White sitting on the apron, just like what? I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, very intriguing. I think that goes without saying of where is this going? Because this is this is more important for New Japan, yeah, long term than anything else. Um, I think my my initial thought was you gotta you gotta remember like things Tamatanga has said. Over since Jay White's been um, specifically back in the U.S. of like, what kind of leader is he? You know, he's not here, and like these things have happened. Like there have been stories, and they've you know because people ask this Bullet Club fine with you know the whole House of Torture part, and if you go deeper into that, it, it's been a lot of you know Tamatanga and Tangaloa kind of like not saying we don't like anyone but at the same time it's like why because i remember seeing them back on tv i was like but i I thought like didn't they say something shitty about jay white like wasn't that part of the next story Mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe it wasn't i look back it was and now we're here and i don't know why but i love the fact that chris bay is just like part of like it all because yeah (laughs) he hasn't got to be with Bullet Club yet. Yeah. Like besides these past couple shows. And he's just like one he's in. You know, he's yeah. in. Jay White's like, yeah, you're 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 my guy. J- I mean I Jay know, White but. recruited him, so it totally makes sense. Yeah. Chris Bay's nice. Yeah, Chris Bay's real good. But I yeah, I it's definitely this is definitely that sort of like uh you know, this is that angle that New Japan's been wanting to do run since um was that Resurrection? What was that show? At the LA Coliseum, resurgence. 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 That was close. Um, th- you know, this is that like angle they've been wanting to do since that show. So they're finally pulling the trigger on it, and uh, maybe that means maybe since they're pulling the trigger on it, maybe that means we're going to get the Good Brothers heading to Japan soon. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out more at some point. I, mean, I think. I certainly- think. This summer for New Japan is going to be great. I really think it's going to be great in New Japan this summer. I'm very Needs excited. Need it. I need it. Matt Cardona defeats Jordan Grace for to retain the Impact Digital title, digital media title by disqualification. Crowd was into this. Crowd's into it. 
Matt people Cardona's people over. Hate. Matt Cardona knows what he's doing, man. I mean, people hate Matt Cardona. Uh-huh. People like Jordan Grace. Yep. Worked out really well. Yeah. The, I, I am always ready. I just want to again point out that always. Matt Cardona reinvented himself in the Indies. And out of that whole thing, that whole promotion, uh, Matt Cardona is getting all of the work and all of the titles. And this, Have you, this character resurgence has made him probably so much money. You know what's funny about the rebirth, resurgence, rebuild, whatever the hell you want to call it? Sure. He's just being Zack Ryder as a heel. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like that's the whole character. And it works incredibly well, especially in the world of the indies mm-hmm. where people hate that type of stuff. It's just so simple and he's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, Diana Perrazzo defeats Miranda Alizé. Oh, I didn't watch this match. It was, uh, it was, she I did- thought it was Miranda Alizé. And I said, okay. She did the champ champ challenge where she has her two belts, the ring of honor women's title and the, uh, Reina de Reyes, uh, title. Um, and then the, a random challenger comes out. It was Miranda Alizé in this instance, uh, pick one of the titles, um, and Which then fight for pick? it. Uh, this match wasn't good. It was Which fine. One did she pick? Which one did she pick? She picked, she picked the ring of honor women's world title. Uh, it was totally fine. I believe people have only picked, if I recall correctly, people have only picked the Ring of Honor Women's World title. There's wow. a, cat, a cat just ran by me. I wouldn't be surprised if we see... I assume they're doing tapings today or tomorrow, Impact. I'm unsure. But I wouldn't be surprised if... Just this... Yeah, I saw cat, it. Uh... Uh, this freaking cat over here. Do you see <laughs> this on the Twitch stream? Yes. He is that that is a that is like a full floor drop, by the way. So hey, Tucker. Tucker, come on. Tucker. Oh my god. Oh my god. He is insane. There we go. He's an insane uh, man. So that was a little terrifying. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. What I was trying to say is I wouldn't be surprised if Taya Valkyrie, the new number one contender for the Reigns to Raise tile, shows up in Impact to challenge for that. Yay. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that at some point. I and also, it would be, it would be something joy. we see Taya back in Impact, but also be something for Tiana to do. You know, have have a feud sort of thing. Sure. Uh, Jay White uh, defeated Eric Young in 12 minutes and 12 seconds. I believe I have this as the second best match from the show. I do. I have this. I have this tied for second ma- best match of the show with like three other matches. So we had the same mindset. It was really. Good. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I thought. It was, I thought it was. I good. thought the match with Trent was better. Um, to go off a of basis, I did like that one better. Um, for Jay White, of course. Uh, but this is probably the best Eric Young's looked in a while, huh? I know yeah. he's been hurt, so that's probably why. But. Uh, I thought they looked really good. Jay White over like Rover, you know, as we like to use that uh, that talk. But man, Jay White should not be an impact. <laughs> I was watching that the whole time. I was like, this he is like the biggest star they've had wrestling an impact ring well since Kenny. But you know, if you look past Kenny in a very long time, like he is 
he's a lot better than these. Yeah, yeah, you get it, you get it. He is, he has elements of being a dude in Impact because yeah. his his not being in New Japan, he is less so much less of a star um, now. Yeah, I think it helps. He's, he's he cooled off immensely. It, he's cooled off immensely. Yeah, well, him being in AEW this past couple weeks has dramatically helped him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's getting hot again all of a sudden because, you know, he's he's actually being seen by people. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that helps. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Maybe we'll, see, maybe we'll see him in New Japan Cup. What are the odds? Maybe. I think it's 50-50, honestly. I kind of agree. I would love 48 to people. 48 people, I feel like you gotta. You gotta bring him in. You gotta, you gotta bring him in. If he's not in the New Japan Cup, I'm gonna go bold right now. If he's not in the New Japan Cup, I don't think he's going back to New Japan proper. Ooh, at all. He's just gonna write out his contract on strong. Like, one, he's built perfectly well for American television, the way his entire character works. Um, He's a star. You know, he's felt like a star in his AEW. Like, if you watch Rampage, for those who might have not watched Rampage, because I, I know not everyone watches Rampage. But if you watch Rampage, when he did his whole promo and everything, I was like, oh, dude, like, he is he can make anything feel important. Yeah. Like, he made a match with Trent that just happened. Yeah. Feels so important. Yeah. And... Oh, I mean, I know we've been talking about Jay White a lot over the past couple of weeks because he's becoming prominent again. Uh, but I, I really hope he's in that New Japan Cup. I really do because I think they need him as much as he needs them. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, singles match as well. Jonah defeating Black Taurus uh, in eight minutes and eight seconds. It's pretty fucking nutty, huh? I had a good time. I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I love I love me some Black Taurus. I still think not my good. best. Still not my favorite match for the night, but uh, it's really good. Jonah's really good. I love me some Black Taurus. Hoss, Hoss, love it. Uh, they could be in the. Uh, they could be in the uh, face of the revolution match. They fit the bill. Do you think <laughs> they do fit the bill? They do fit the bill. <laughs> uh, do you think Jonah? <laughs> that terrified me. Legit jumped. Legit jumped. Holy crap. It's all about the beef. Um, do you think it's all about the beef? Sorry. Do you think Jonah can potentially beat Moose for the title? I do. And I also think he can potentially be in the New Japan Cup. Ooh, that would be nice. Brilliant. I think he's someone that definitely wants to travel. Yes. Oh, um, based on the the strong reports about what's happening on Strong, uh, would be surprised. Would be surprised if we get some sort of reunion and bring in bring in old Mikey Nichols, Mad Mikey Nichols, back in. The mighty the don't you Neil. Know, they brought in three good names this week. Who did Shane you Thorne, Swerve, Shane Strick, and Mascara uh, Dorada. Yes, Shane Dorada. Grand Metalik. Shane Thorne. Exact. Shane Thorne, Shane Strickland, and Shane Dorada. Mm. 
Impact X Division title number one contenders match kicked off the show with this Jake something versus Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Mike Bailey with Jake something winning. This is the second straight time I think Impact's peaked with their opening match, and it's been with all the same guys. Can I give an insane? Can I give my insane take? Sure. I gave this match four and a half stars. Holy shit! I thought this match wow. was it was amazing. I thought this match was really great. Really I thought people were going to get with four. <laughs> I, I, I thought this match was so good. You know me. Multi-man matches, I want it to be quick. I want it to be fast-paced. I want to be people flying all over the place. That was happening. All great action all the way through. Mike Bailey had great spots. Great high-flying spots as well. Great strikes. Chris Bay, Bay floated, was just a... Chris Bay floated. Chris Bay floated. He was multiple the, times. He was the star in that match. That exchange on the apron with Ace Austin and Chris Bay, where Chris Bay dodges it and just sort of like, yeah, baby, and then turns around and just gets walloped in the jaw. That was perfect. He, he, like you said, he floated at one point, uh, but he was a star uh, in his match. Ryan. Yes. Ryan. But his name is something. Jake something. Holy crap, this guy, Jake something. I've been saying it for, I've been thinking it for weeks that, holy crap, <laughs> what, is, what the hell is Impact doing with Jake something? He was on the pre-show last card, and now he's here. They all, oh, yeah, he got moved out of the match. Yeah, right. he was, He's he's got something, man, and they're seeming going with it. Uh, that... What was it? The is it the Hurricane Rana reversal spot where he still holds on and converts it into a power bomb? I believe he did it on Ace uh, Austin. Yeah, that was so good. He did, on, <laughs> he did it on Chris Bay a number of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, that was great. And I saw it here, and it was just even better for some reason. Just it, this match, I thought was just one, like a perfect multi man constant action. You know, we did get like the two on two spots, but we got you know not two on two. We got the, we got plenty of one on one spots, but I felt like we got even more uh, multi man sections of this match, or it didn't feel like it was ever one on one. It yeah. definitely felt like all people were fighting at each other at the same time. Uh, this was it, it, constant action for seven minutes. So good. I love this match <laughs> so much, Scotty. I think it's what people like to call a banger. <laughs> Yeah, like bang, this is a banger. This was a barn uh, burner. This, this is, is this is the type of match that I always give credit to WWE for. Like they're really good at multi man like matches when there's no cage or chamber. Or, you know, mm-hmm. they're just really. We saw you saw it in Atlanta. They won. Like they're really good at them. That, that, uh, short short multi mans. I'll say specifically short multi man just sprints. Sprints. They're good at sprints. Like it can go like fifteen minutes, but they're good at the sprint multi man matches, and or you know money in the bank something like that too. Um, most of the time. Yeah. And I was watching this one, and I was like, man, this is. Oh, I first of all, I walked away saying, okay, well, if you know Impact didn't have their heads up their asses, you just build around these four guys. Uh, because they're all incredible in their own way. They all got charisma. They got everything. They got everything. Yeah. And let's let's make these guys your four pillars. Yeah, Chris Bay. My God, he's so good. He's so good. I'd love if he like you know got a big wing once, but he is so good. And what was oh, I don't remember what it was, but he somehow dropped kick 
he somehow drop kicked someone that was on top of Jake something's shoulders in the face. Oh, and I oh, just yeah, lost. Oh, yeah. It was like Jake something was going to do like a power bomb to like Mike yeah. Bailey onto Ace Austin, but yeah. then Chris Bay just like like jumped straight up, <laughs> drop kicked the guy that was in the power bomb position, and he like and Mike Bailey pa- you know back flipped back. It was insane. Yeah, it was insane. This match was great. <laughs> Uh, this match was great. I st- the the problem with Impact, right? Yeah, is that they keep doing this. They keep putting the best match first, yeah. and that ruins the rest of the paper. Yeah, I start because I compare every match to the first match. Yeah, and I thought the first three matches were really good. Yeah, I thought they, you know, you went with hot, good start. Four. Good start. Fatal four way: Jonah versus Black Tarus, and then Eric Young and Jay White. Like those were a good three match start. But you set yourself up to fail. <laughs> like you can't have the best match where you just have like it, it. It's reminiscent of the old X Division stuff that they had way back in the day. Yeah, it, it, you can't give me a, a a great match to start and then expect me to think, "All right, here we go, Moose W Morrissey, baby, yeah, let's get like, into it." Like AEW can do that because you're probably going to get a better match. Yeah, because the, the better match down the line is going to be like Adam Adam Page versus Adam Cole. You're like, okay, this should be pretty good. I'm excited yeah, for this. But- <laughs> You can't do it with <laughs> Moose as your world champion <laughs> or PCO in the main event. <laughs> you can't do this to Balloon Guy. <laughs> oh, no. This oh, this match, man. but like this match was... He's Austin, man. I talk about this a lot. This match was like my thesis statement on why all multi-man matches need to be a sprint. Yeah. Like there's the idea and I get the idea that multi-man matches should last longer for whatever reason, because there's more people stopping and people can get, you know, less tired because they have a chance to breathe. No, no, no. It should always be a sprint. There should always be fighting constantly for seven minutes. I should never have a moment to myself in a multi-man match where I'm like, all right, kind of a lull in this match. I can take my breath. No, no, no. It needs to be a sprint. It needs to be exactly like this match. Hats off to all four of these men. Great match. I loved it I, so much. Great match. I always love seeing like what the complete differences of a fan's favorite type matches are. Mm-hmm. And like this is the perfect showcase for you. Yeah. You have this one, right? This is all the way over here. Four and a half stars. Awesome. Then you have the Jay White versus Kota Bushi match on the other side, yeah. which is fucking dramatically different. Five stars. And I think that's the beauty of pro wrestling, right? Yeah. Is that you can have these crazy different matches and they bring you enjoyment either way. And I just I I just love that. Um, yeah, this match is by far the best match of the show. Uh, shout out to these dudes. Yeah. And now we're going to get Jake something versus Trey Miguel, which would be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I to me, you know, the past two impact shows have been pretty decent to good. So I think they've, I think they have, like, if we're doing the thumbs up, thumbs down rating, thumbs up. That's a thumbs up on the show. And I'm starting to get, you know, it's like between this show, the last one I think was hard to kill. All right. Do it. We're going somewhere. What's my name? Son of a Gets me every time. Stardom uh, this week will be having oh, their right. next done. show. Uh, we're almost done, but we'll get through this, I think, fairly quickly. Uh, Stardom, Cinderella Journey in Nagoya 
No, not Nagoya. My apologies. Nagoka? No, no, my God. Nagoka. Nagoka. That's what I thought. Um, so we got a little bit of a preview here. So I'm going to hit you with some of these ideas, Scotty, and I'll get your thoughts on all of them. Mm. Uh, this preview is coming. Kyrie's back. Yes, she is. This preview is coming from Last World on Sports from Alex. So again, thank you, Alex. Um, it says dark match here. Uh, I don't know if it's a dark match or a pre-show match. Yeah, uh, pre-show match. Future of Stardom number one contenders match. Mai, Sakurai, uh, Rina, and this says AK Sukiyama. Is this the trainee that's making their debut? No, it's Waka. That means he spelled it wrong. Ah, he forgot the W. And yeah. Waka Sukiyama. That's tough. You should you should uh, DM Alex and say, "Hey, you, your article fucked up," and I called him out live on air. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> do it right now. Yeah, he's gonna listen to the podcast and be like, "Ah, shit." <laughs> Anyways, uh, number one contenders match. Who do I like to see face Hanan? Well, my Sakurai is part of DDM, so. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks she's probably going to win, but I mean, Hanan versus Rena, you know, sister versus sister is definitely a interesting match. I'm going to go with my Sakurai because she's the one getting the the push, the momentum push, push. I agree. Um, so I think that's yeah, that's probably the way. Future Stardom Championship match: Hanan versus Momokogo. I actually fight you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, said, they, you and, know, and they said, "Wait, no." And then he's like, "What do he say?" You spelled Waka. You got the W on, on Waka Sukiyama preview. Yeah. So what are you doing? Rock so future Stardom Championship up. match: Hanan versus Momokogo. I, I think this is a Hanan victory. I don't think Momokogo is quite there yet, in my opinion. Yeah, Hanan's winning. This is uh, this is the Hanan belt for. I hope. I hope for a while. Um. Do you think yeah. my if we we you know we both think my could win the dark match there? Do you it's think my possible. do you think mine could take the title? It's definitely possible with yeah. the angle they're going for. Yeah. Um, I think the angle goes one way or the other. If like oh she's still a failure or oh she went to DEM now she wins like it could go either way. So um, I think she's definitely a viable person to beat. Well, she's not very good, but she's a viable person in you know storyline to beat Hanan. Yeah, I agree. Um, next up, Queen's Quest. Utami, Hayashishida, and Lady C taking on the team of Momo Watanabe and Ruaka. Uh, well, did you see Utami got a haircut? No, I did not see Utami got oh, a haircut. Oh, she did. She looks very nice. Is uh, it like... Is it like um, it's back to her very short hair like she used to have when she was um, rookieing it up and Look, when you're the ace of a promotion, you can change up your hairstyle whatever way you want. That's why Mayu changes her hair all the time. You're right. That's exactly why. (laughs) Thanks for asking, Ryan. I was going to reference Tanahashi and say this is true. Go ace. ace. Well, that's why Mayu is still the ace. Otami's the Okada, and then Mayu's the Tanahashi. So. Right. My mistake, sir. My mistake. So, yeah, definitely your mistake. Well, what do you think? Uh, what is the match? What is the match? The, tag, the tag match. <laughs> oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Utami and Momo are just at the end of this. It's to make the Ria Goku Sumo Hall singles match. Uh, I think Momo and Ruaka should win because Momo hasn't pinned anyone since the f- 
first weekend or first big weekend in January. She hasn't gotten pinned, but she hasn't pinned anyone either. She's just kind of been there. Yeah, this is a good opportunity for Momo to get a pin on Lady C. Well, yeah, she's not she's not pinning Tommy. <laughs> of course not. Um, next up, tag match again: Mayu Otani and Tam Nakano versus Oedo Tai, Saki Kashima, and Fugigan Death. I missed something. Why are they teaming up? Ah. Thanks for asking. So originally, this was set to be Tam versus Fuki in depth on the pre-show. What a match! <laughs> just, just so they could get her on the card, and then it was who, also who, who Fuki in death. Gotta gotta get her on the card. Got she's the draw. <laughs> probably she probably said, "I want the pay-per-view payday." By the way, this is a very much B-level like pay-per-view. Let's be honest here. Sure. Um, and Saki Kashim was facing Mayu in a singles match. And then the press conference, which, by the way, it was only Mayu and Saki there. Saki goes, I want to team with Fuki again. So that means you have to team with Tam. <laughs> and Mayu was like, uh, what? what? <laughs> and then Saki was like, Rossi, make the match. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Here you go. You're welcome. Why? So, so yeah, we're getting Mayu and Tam together, which should be fun. This is, it feels like it undoes everything from last year. Why the hell are we doing? I mean, it definitely doesn't undo anything yet. I mean, uh, if they work perfectly and like there's not a single sign of dis, uh, dissension or hate, then yeah, it's gonna be a little confusing. They'd be like, "Eh, we're fine. Nothing happened." Yeah, that's all. That's all very confusing I, uh, to me. I'm always here for awkward tags as long as they nail it, and uh, they're good at character work, so I'm sure it'll be funny. That might be true. Death, death, fucking death. <laughs> I love it. Death, fucking uh, death. High speed title match. Starlight Kid defending her title against Azume. Should be good. This will probably be the co-main event based off the voting that they did. Oh yeah, they are doing um, a special is, voting thing with the audience. Well, it's over. It's over. Um, this came in second. Um, this is gonna rock. Rule. Uh. I was trying to think of another adjective with an R that could have described it. I lost it. This will uh, roll? I don't know about that, but you have the two best high-speed wrestlers in the promotion, two of the best in the world. Starly Kin and Izumi, they have all the story. They have the Momo aspect, the Oedo Tyrus Queen's Quest aspect. Mm-hmm. Give them 15 minutes. And just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. This should be awesome. I think uh, I have changed who I think is going to win four times in the past three days. I have no idea who's going to win. I'm going to just go with that um, because it would make sense if a Zoomy won because there's really no other challengers for Starlight Kid. But and it would be you would be able to elevate Starlight Kid to the next uh, step. I think without the high speed title. But, but Starlight Kid is Starlight Kid, and you know maybe they want to keep that title on her. So, I guess we'll see. Uh, well, we'll find out. I guess. I, I think this is gonna be a great match. I feel like they always have a great match. Plus, I do feel like I've seen this match a lot for whatever reason. But yeah. uh, you probably have. So, uh, we'll you know, it's still gonna be good. Um. I don't know what this means, Alex. Ryogoku Outpost 
is what's written here. Donna Del Mundo, oh, Sherry, yeah, Micah, yeah, and Himika versus Julia, Tekla, and Mirai. Yeah, so the outpost match. Um... He, no, I should also say uh, for Alex, so you can let him know. Uh, so he uh, f- wrote articles, uh, wrote some words about each match. Uh, he did not write anything about this match. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so an outpost match is like, it's just like the, uh, it's a preview match for the world title match, which is Shuri versus Julia mm-hmm. um, at Star World, uh, Star World Climax. This match was originally set a couple weeks ago. Um, of course, it didn't happen because I'm making a miss the weekends. So now we get it. It's probably the first step in what everyone believes to be a DDM uh, split. So should be interesting. I mean, you have six good wrestlers in there. I'm going to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're heading rapidly heading towards a split. Uh, I don't know how the split will shake out. I mean, do you think it'll be Shuri, Micah, and Himika going one corner with Natsupoy and then Julia, Tekla, Mirai, and... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll be Julia, Mirai, Tekla, and Mai Sakurai. Yeah, that was the name I was trying to think of. Probably. Um. All right. Uh, Goddess of Stardom Championship. Hazuki and Kagama taking on Amina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaka. Um, I think this should be a pretty good match. I honestly think this should be a pretty good match. Yeah. <laughs> Unconfident. Yeah, I mean, it should be pretty good. Um, sorry, I got an email from Mark, so I'm a little... Uh, good email, bad email? A little rattling email. Um, oh, shit. It'll be good. It'll be good. Hazuki and Kogama, you know, they're class. They're not getting me to work well enough together. I'm sure this will be a good tactile match. Um, but let's power through the end here. Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Saya Kamatani versus Natsupoi. I think this should be a very good match. I'm very excited yeah. about this match. Uh, yeah. Uh, Saya, uh, I think Saya is going to retain because they're also teasing a Saya versus uh, Kyrie match, kind of. I think it's more of a support, but I also wouldn't be mind seeing a Saya Kamatani versus Kyrie match um whatsoever so book that please so uh scotty what do you think about this match uh this match is gonna be the match tonight i think we can all confidently say that uh there's not gonna be a lot of like you know the story or the hatred this is just gonna be two really really good wrestlers wrestling putting on a show uh it should be excellent should be a great main event and then i expect an angle afterwards what kind of angle i have no idea uh but it should be really good there will be an angle i have no idea what the angle do you think angle involves saya kamatani yeah it'll probably be saya's challenge for Ryogoku, whatever that may be we didn't talk about this at all but uh obviously Kyrie returned but confirmed yes there is a confirmed second person yeah, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> everyone no everyone idea. was like dead set on Kyrie, and now it's like, wait, hold on, who is the second person? 
I don't know. They like to toss names around. No one actually knows this time. Like we're all lost. Yeah. Maybe it's no one. <laughs> it was all a dream. Maybe, maybe it's no one. Uh, maybe it's uh, Rossi in some sort of wig. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's Brandy. Maybe it's Tony Storm. Uh, maybe it's, it's if it's either if it's Brandy, I'm gonna fly to Atlanta, and punch you in the mouth. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Then I can see it's, you in person, and then I'll promptly <laughs> promptly go to the hospital. <laughs> Why are you in the hospital? Brandy. <laughs> Brandy. <laughs> I can't speak. Brandy. Brandy. Uh, um, do you want a drink? Is that what you want? Uh, <laughs> who knows Brandy? Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, it, it's definitely like a smaller show. Uh, there's not a lot of like angle stuff happening, but it does does feel like maybe there'll be some sort of angle afterwards. Do you think the second person would reveal themselves as the post-match angle if there is one? Um. Yes. Uh. I. I don't. I don't know if that's who it's gonna be though. I. I think they could just get a challenge from a more. I was gonna say a normal. Um, but like someone on the roster, I think could be. Uh, could be it. Could be a good challenge. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I guess we'll find out again. This is happening on the twenty third of February. So that is. Uh, Wednesday, I believe. So, uh, strap in, folks, for that show. And that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Uh, you can find us on wherever you get podcasts. And if you can, subscribe and leave a five star review, uh, with your thoughts on what you liked about the show. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps out our show immensely. All it does, you take a minute out of your day, leave a five star review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. It would greatly help us out. I really appreciate it. Um, Scotty, uh, do you have anything to plug in or do you have any matches from the past week in wrestling? Uh, yeah. So I guess our new thing you and me are doing is we don't pick like the obvious ones. So I'm not going to say Naito or. Yeah. And trying, or trying not to say ones or, that we reviewed. Yeah. Or Tanahashi versus Sonata or the match from Impact. So now I got to fucking pick something <laughs> random. Awesome. Um, I love how upset this makes you every time. Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. That match ruled. That was that was a great time. I love I love me some Brian Danielson kicking people's heads in. Well, egg on my face, right? Because that's what I was gonna pick. Oh uh, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a second one then. I'll give you a second one then if you want that one. No, no, no. no. Okay, oh, sure. Okay. No, no. Oh. I'll figure. It. I can figure it out. Ready? Here we go. Uh, Ready? Uh, um, um, we're gonna pick. Uh, I pick something we already been talking about, and have I have I've actually seen? Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Oh, great! Here we go. Here we go. Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, that was this week. Holy shit! That was Vengeance Day this it's week. Been a long week. Wow. Uh, so I watched. That's pretty good. I'm still watching NXT. I know I said at the beginning of the year that I wasn't gonna. I was probably gonna stop watching it. I'm still watching it, folks. Get off my I, back. I, I watch it if I am told something good happened, and that's what I will watch. Except, so you're saying, I watch you, the, so you're saying you I, haven't watched NXT at all this year? I watched the entire show this week. I watched the Dolph Ziggler thing the week before because I just was intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I watch like one thing per week at this point, but this past week I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was you know it was a pretty good match. You know, it, it was your classic wrestling match. Santos Escobar is very good. Braun Breaker, I think, is still getting there. 
uh, which, you know, maybe you put the title on someone that's better, like Santos Escobar, but whatever. I like Braun Breaker. He's going to beat Roman. <laughs> He's going to be the guy that finally beats Roman. Roman's going to hold the title for thousands of years. And then Braun Breaker's going to be like, oh, I'm challenging you. And he's like, oh, who are you? And then he's going to go on like an Okada-like reign that's going to make the company billions of dollars. Is that what you're saying? That's not at all what I'm saying, actually. No, well, they're already making billions. That's true. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Eitzy. You can follow Scotty on at Scott E. Wrestling. Uh, this has been Ring Post Radio. You can find the show on Twitter at CannotPod. We live stream the show every Sunday morning where you can watch and interact with us live on twitch.tv forward slash countout, YouTube's countout wrestling page, uh, Facebook, or Twitter. We have those things as well. So we would greatly appreciate it if you joined us every Sunday, or of course, listen to the audio feed if you like. Um, we have a bunch of new shows uh, coming up on um, uh, countout. We just announced a brand new show that's going to be happening soon. We announced the date. Scotty, do you want to talk about that new show? Yeah, yeah, I got through my email, so oh well. Is it good? Uh, is, good. is it like how how on a it scale one to ten? How... I had to record a podcast last night. I wasn't part of the show. I had to record it for someone uh, for work. Some of the personalities, yeah, at work, wow. and uh, one of the microphones was quieter than the other, so they thought the microphone wasn't on at all. And I was like, it it was on. I heard it. I listened to the entire show. Uh, they did get it up. So because they had sent it to me, they emailed it to me at like 1230 mm-hmm. um, a.m., yeah. which I did not see. Once I leave work, I do not look at my email. Um, I check it once a day, but I just checked it. And uh, yeah, they said it might not have been able to go out, but I see that it went out. So because, you know, you can edit these things post, you know, post show, you could you know, make someone louder and make people quieter. So they, uh, I don't know if the, they knew that or not, um, but they said it was off. And I was like, I heard the entire thing. She just talks quieter than everyone else. Yeah, she says a softer okay. voice. Anyways, it's fine. I don't care. Fuck work. I'm not talking about work. What I am going to talk about here is pot of startup. Sorry, I just was like completely out of it for the past 10 minutes. Uh, by the way, I start, startups are into the royal journey. Going to be a very good show, I think. Um, <laughs> We're at the end of plugs. I, know, I, had to, I had to go back to that. Uh, yes, part of start, part of stardom. Though uh, we're going to go into the history of stardom, of course, as they continue to grow and become one of the biggest and most enjoyable promotions in the world. I thought it would be good to go into the history of stardom and look at the days of Suzuki Aikawa, Io Shirai, Kairi Hojo early days of Mayu Itani, Yoshiko, Nanai Takahashi, so many other greats, Kagetsu, you know, I, there's a whole list I could go through. We're going to see, every, we're going to go through all the years. We're going to jump around. We're going to start at the beginning. I, there's no way we're going in like exact order or the show would get very boring. Like this isn't a, you know, step-by-step process. I'm going to, I'm going to shake it up. We're going to jump into a lot of great, matches great moments and uh yeah check it out pot of stardom coming soon on count out yeah so make sure you're subscribed to the count out feed uh it's gonna have its own individual feed of course but you know subscribe to the count out feed you'll get more information as a pound out and follow us on twitter at count pod we'll have more information uh when it becomes available uh jude you're my jude the cat do you have anything to say no he doesn't He's not even purring. He's not even purring. He's just silently holding, letting me hold him. 
uh, and uh, he's staring into my eyes. So maybe that means that he loves me. So I don't know. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye. This has been a Countout Podcast.